and welcome to the Mama Knows Beauty Business Podcast. I'm your host, Dina Yusin. Let's talk raising babies and a beauty business. This is a show where we can learn and grow together. You and I know it takes a village to raise a baby and often a tribe to raise a business. Do you find yourself wondering how does she do it? Toddlers to teens, taxes to taglines. Well, you're about to find out. Let's learn how she makes her life and business glow and grow mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. From brows, babies, and bronzing, or lashes, long nights, and lovely skin, we discuss it all. Raising babies and a beauty business, what it takes to succeed. Well, hello there, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. My name is Dina. I'm so glad you're here today. Let's talk about the new month of December. We have finally made it to the end of the year, and wow, what a year it's been. I am looking forward to ending the year with a bang, in a good way, of course, and I'm sure you are as well. Lots of great things in store for the future, and I am looking forward to evolving into 2021 and lots of great things coming for the podcast. I'd love for you to connect with me over on Instagram at Mama Knows Beauty Biz Podcast. Shoot me a DM. If you have any questions or suggestions, I'd love to hear from you. So on with the show. Today, my guest is the owner of Crystal Inc., beauty in Tampa, Florida. She is a mom, a wife, a good vibe seeker, and a boss babe business owner. She tells me she is determined to leave an imprint in the beauty industry by showing women we can be wives, moms, daughters, and amazing entrepreneurs, all while making others feel beautiful in the process. I love that. She's been in the beauty industry for over 12 years, and she found herself evolving, learning, and growing, and finally niching down in the world of semi-permanent makeup. She is here today to share her story of raising her baby and evolving in the beauty industry. So grab a cup of coffee, get some water, get your eyes on the road, get snuggled in, whatever it is you might need to do, and let's get started. Well, welcome to the podcast, Crystal. I'm glad to have you here. Will you take a minute and tell my guests a little more about you? Yes, um, and thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. My name is Crystal. I own a permanent makeup company. It's called Crystal Ink Beauty. I have been in the beauty industry probably, I want to say since 2008, Um, I started out in cosmetology and I just kind of evolved from there and came and became to be where I am now. Um, I have three kids aging in the, it's the range of two and a half to 15. So it's busy and it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I bet you wouldn't have it any other way. And that's kind of the premise for this podcast is for those women who are not yet moms potentially listening to understand that it can be done because as we all know, being a mom, it is a hard transition 
but it's doable. It's workable. And you have quite the age range and you've been in the industry for a while. So have lots of experience with that. Um, tell me something that you do or do you even believe in work-life balance? So I feel like work-life balance is a constant struggle. Um, I think it's, I think it's normal. And I think every woman that has to find that balance of being a mom, being a wife, if you're a wife, being a business owner, it's really, it's really tough. I have tried so much more lately to find that balance because I think to truly be good at what you do and to give everything a hundred percent, you have to learn to know when you're wearing the hat of the owner, the hat of the mom, and just kind of learn how to, you know, navigate and delegate. And actually it's super important because I feel if not, then you're going to be lacking in some way, shape or form and not able to give something or everything a hundred percent like it deserves. I couldn't agree more. So what you said is immensely true. We wear many hats. I just did a podcast about this the other day. And so I, I would like to hear from you what hats, since we're talking about that, what hats as a mom do you think transition over into being the mompreneur or helping you run your business more successfully? I'd say being nurturing, being able to nurture a customer and guide them through something. Because a lot of times I have people, this is their first time and I'm tattooing their face virtually. So it's, um, there's a lot of trust that's there. Um, there's a lot of nurturing that's required. And I feel at what I do, it's my job to educate just as like I'm a mom and I'm educating and I'm teaching my children things. I want to educate my clients and teach them because honestly, the best clients are the educated clients. So nurturing, educating. I mean, I think there's a lot of things that you can find are, are similar in being a business owner and a mom. Absolutely. Absolutely. I say we do it so well because of that, you know, and for those, who I agree. Don't- For those moms that or those women who have not yet become a mom or want to become a mom, a lot of them will find after the hustle and bustle and all that kind of stuff that there are so many talents or so many things that they have that they've already done that cross over into their beauty business or their business that help them. 100%. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, We talked a little bit about what you do, but describe your business more in detail. And how did you end up getting started doing brows? Basically, what I do is it's semi-permanent makeup. I am implanting pigment under the skin to create a semi-permanent design in brows um, or eyeliner or in lip enhancement, lip blushing. Um, And it's something it is semi-permanent people do get scared because they think tattoo, but tattooing is considered any type of implanting pigment under the skin, be it with a, with the microblading tool or a um, tattoo machine that I would use to do the face for brows, any, any way, shape or form that you implement pigment under the skin is considered quote unquote tattooing, which really scares people. Um, but it's not really permanent. They call us permanent makeup artists, but we've evolved and come a long way. It's more semi-permanent because you basically are aiming for that layer of skin right under that first layer of skin, excuse me, the basal layer. That's where you want to implant the pigment. So you're going to have skin cell turnover and it's going to virtually turn over and you're not going to, you're not going to permanently have it. 
older school back when I was originally trained in 2014, it was a little more permanent because we did go a little deeper. Um, And then you just learn and you involve to see where you can not damage the skin's integrity, but still get a beautiful semi-permanent finish. So I must say that even in the years that I've been doing this, I've watched it evolve and become a much more aware of the skin's integrity because the skin on the face is super thin. It's not like the tattoos on our body, which goes three layers deep. This one, in essence, should only go that one layer. So that's basically kind of like a little bit of the background behind it or the common misconception of it. Um, I started, like I said, in the cosmetology. Um, I was never really virtually behind a chair. So they say doing hair, I started out immediately doing hair and makeup for weddings, for special events, for photo shoots and stuff like that. Ended up going to a hair show um, and meet our, excuse me, it was a wedding show and meeting different artists. And someone talked about lash extensions. So I ventured into the lash extensions. And then I just kept evolving because weddings obviously aren't every day of the week, only on the weekend. I had two small children at the time. I wanted to keep doing what I was doing, but I had to find a way that I could make more income, got into the lash extensions. And then I've always been obsessed with brows. I was always that girl in cosmetology school that I was not scared to wax some brows and tent some brows. And so in 2014, I just decided to take it to another level. And I wanted to get trained in being a semi-permanent makeup artist. Love it. Along with having two little children, right? At that point, you only had two, right? Yes. At that point, I had two. So it was, it was in it, it was just, I mean, learning again, learning how to balance, learning how to work and then try to get the weekends for the kids because they were at the ages they were in sports. So it was just, it was nonstop, but it made it pretty easy because I loved what I, what I do so much. So for me, when I go to work and people are like, oh, it's Monday, I'm like, it's Monday. Mm -hmm. Like, I love what I do. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And how special to be able to say that, because I know so many people that work their whole lives hating what they do. And I was just honestly hell bent on not doing that. I I didn't want to be that person. So I was going to evolve and change and I was going to find exactly what I loved. And then I was just going to dig in and give it all I had. You've done that so well. I mean... I've watched you for a little while because we have that little bit of correlation and mutual friend. Um, But how beautiful is that, that we get to do that within the beauty industry? Because the beauty industry is ever evolving and ever changing. The woman that I was 20 years ago is vastly different than the woman I am now. And I'm sure for you too, especially working in the beauty industry with women and then having children, we grow so much watching them grow because we have to evolve. So tell me a little bit about, um, so you worked in this realm when you were pregnant and then mm-hmm. now have your two-year-old. Yep. What, what would you say to someone who's listening who potentially has no children or even just one child? What would you say is something that helped you having the two stepping into having a third while working that helped you to grow or even balance more? I think it comes, like you were saying, it comes with age because now I realize like I'm, I'm going to be 40 this coming up year. Um, me, the way I handle and deal with things now versus how I did when I was, had my first child at 24 is completely different. You just kind of realize, um, it's also temporary. So like being pregnant, like it's temporary. It doesn't last long. Um, just, savor savor the moments like just enjoy it the same with 
you real, you just realize like this and we're women, we do what we have to do. We just figure it out. That's, it's just what we do. So it just, it honestly, by the third child, it came naturally. Um, I worked right up until days before I had the baby, um, just because I loved it. It kept my brain moving. It kept my body moving. Um, so I just, I just think it's perception. I think it's just, it's different, you know, and I've got these other two little beings that need me and require me to do X, Y, and Z. And so, but I think having, um, I just, it's a full heart, like my children, another baby, a job that I love, it all just kind of flowed together. Mm-hmm. I think it's what you make of it. Absolutely. You you choose the perception of whether you want it to be a stressful thing or you just want it to be an awesome new adventure. And that's just kind of how I thought of it, you know? I love it. That is so true. Those words right there, what you just said, make it a new adventure. And that that's the key. That's a key yeah. anything in life, right? If we look at it as a challenge, it's going to be a challenge. But if we look at it as an adventure, it's going to be just that. And we're going to make it through. And again, as a mother, extremely resilient. We have little humans that are watching us, watching our every move. So obviously we try and persevere, not only for ourselves, but to show them that no matter what the adventure or challenge may be, that we can definitely overcome it, right? hundred percent. I mean, we set the example and I've all, I've learned like the kids look at you and if mommy's okay, they're okay. Yes. And I think, I think it's healthy to have an, an open, honest relationship with them. I have with them for many things in life, some hardships that I've gone through and I've shared with them what I felt was appropriate to share for their age range and their level of understanding. Um, and I think that's a big deal because it's kind of, we stepped into the role of assuming that we're going to guide these little beings into how to, how to handle life. And let's face it, life is constantly evolving and changing, you know, so we just do what we have to do. Yeah. I have to agree with you a hundred percent there. Now that we touched a little bit, like you, you're a busy woman working and you're a busy mama. Do you have any non-negotiables? I do. Um, and uh, that's obviously changed and evolved too. Um, I used to work weekends. I used to work all the time. And now I'm working at a plastic surgery center and my schedule is Monday through Friday. And it used to not be like that. Um, my children will always come first and foremost. I understand and I value and appreciate that all of my clients trust me and they, they invest money. And I understand this is investment. But when it comes down to it, my children will always come first and foremost. So if I get a call and it's an emergency and I am needed, I am there. It is non-negotiable. So things like that. Um, I always say I'm going to set a time limit at night to not grab the phone or not respond. I'm really bad at it. I just feel like if I'm able to and I can, why not? You know, um, so that's a that's a blurry. That's a gray line that I haven't quite mastered yet, but I am still trying to find again, that work home balance, but I just, I pretty much do it. If I can, I'll do it. Why not? So, but the children first are always the number one non-negotiable or my mother or my mother. So yeah, yeah, yeah. There's certain things. There's certain things that we have to, I feel like we have to establish those boundaries. We have to have that for ourselves, for our children, for our spouse, whatever that situation may look like. It's so important to have yep. just that, that boundary. And it, 
like you said, it's a great area for you. And that's okay because if you can juggle it, you'll make it happen. But you also know those clients that you can could wait till the next day to hear from or those people that are new that are still okay or someone you just saw that, you know, needs, has three questions and super simple to answer. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about one other thing. What's something, since you have been doing this for so long, what's one piece of advice you would give to a new mom in the beauty industry? Not to stress out so much about the small things because it'll usually always work out. And if you're stressed as a business owner, you're going to be stressed as the mama, that child's going to feel it. It's just this ripple effect. So I remember stressing about things that just, I mean, sick to my stomach, stressed, and then always ends up working out. So it's, you've got to learn to bob and weave. And I mean, I think especially nowadays with everything that's going on in the world, you have to learn to adapt and you just kind of have to sit back, prioritize what's important and what's not. And just, if you love it, pursue it a hundred percent with all your heart and just let things fall into place. Don't fight it because usually if you're fighting it, it's not going to work out anyways. Yes. Yes. So beautifully said. Thanks. Yes, that is exactly right. Um, I loved the part that you just mentioned that if as a mama, if you're okay, your children are going to be okay. And the same thing, those children know when mama is off. So when we're off, they sense that sometimes they act up. I mean, we could go in, that could be a whole nother podcast on child behavior and how we (laughs) we won't go there. But with that being said, how do you, and that's an energy. So what I'm leading into is how do you personally protect your energy? Do you have a specific way that you protect your energy and stay grounded working in the beauty industry? Honestly, I'm still working on that because I'm a very, I'm an empath. I absorb what I'm around. Mm -hmm. So I'm honestly, um, I'm very particular. Like I interview per se and talk to my clients very intently before I even book them. I want to feel their, their vibes. I want to feel their character to even know if I'm somebody, if I'm the best fit artist for them, you know, and that's huge. And I just feel I'm a very emotional person. Like I, there's been times that I have left work and people pour their heart and soul out to me. Mm -hmm. Um, First time clients are with me three hours. And everyone else for um, their color boost and stuff like that. You're talking two hours that a woman is laying there and the vulnerability is there and people pour their hearts out to me. And that in itself is a huge, I can't tell you how much that means to me that people trust me and they feel that they can trust me and open up to me. I, I take that value and I'm so grateful for it. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, there's sometimes I will leave and I will just get in my car and I will cry because the weight that was given to me was a lot of weight, Mm -hmm. but I wouldn't have it any other way. I guess I'm starting to learn to see it for the appreciation of the vulnerability and to realize the strength in it and to just be able to reset myself. Like I did a good thing for them because I was their ear when they needed it or their shoulder or the hug when they needed it. And, but I am now learning a little more to keep myself and my emotions protected. So it's a balance. It's hard to do. And you just, I think it's more being 
mentally aware of it. You know your personality, you know the energy that you can and can't work with, and you know when you need to reset yourself if perhaps you were in a more vulnerable emotional situation. Yes, yes, that's so true in the beauty industry. We are so blessed and so lucky to be able to have these women to work and to trust us in everything that we do. And like you just said, that's the trust with whatever they're telling you with whatever the service you're providing for them. Like it's such a, I agree with you hundred percent. I'm sure there's a lot of people listening, shaking their head. It definitely is a gift to us, but it is vastly important because we are dealing with so many different energies. You know, they may just be venting. Some people share openly and you can talk about it again the next time. And other people, you know, just need to get it off of their chest or need to yep. tell somebody else. So we are a listening ear and however that works is fine. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of women listening that can relate to what you just said. You get in the car at the end of the day and cry. Absolutely. Absolutely. I am sure there's more than, I don't even know how many women listening who are saying yes, or walked out of the treatment room or walked into their break room or whatever it was and held that emotional space for whomever you were working with and had to let it go. And yes. I mean, I'm, I'm guilty of that too. And I've tried to teach a lot of the women and my own children. I have a few daughters and I, I tell them to be very cognizant of what it is, but that you have to hold space and then release. So I applaud you that you're, that you're even aware that that's the first step in even being able to, you know, stay grounded is realize that you are taking that on. So Cry, girl, cry in that bar, whatever you need, right? Well, I won't keep you on. I have two really fun questions that I've been trying to ask women at the end just to lighten it up. I appreciate you sharing all of that. So on a light note, are you a coffee or tea drinker? Oh, coffee. Tell me what your coffee order would be if you were in the drive-thru. Oh, I'm pretty basic. I would be a grande, um, two raw sugar, flat white. Love it. Love it. Love it. And then um, to wrap it up, do you have a favorite mom or business quote or mantra? Oh, gosh. I just think back to the do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. Yes. Amen. Amen. Well, Crystal, it has been amazing. Thank you for taking the few minutes to chat with me. I know it has been a challenge for you and I to get this all worked out, but the universe worked in our favor. And here we are. I'm going to come over that way and visit you. We'll be able to have coffee or something soon. Yes. And thank you so much for having me. This has meant the world to me. And I just, I really enjoyed it. Absolutely. I've enjoyed it too. Before we get off, will you tell all the listeners where they can find you? Yes. Um, you can find me. I actually work out of Castellano Cosmetic Surgery Center. I am on Instagram at Crystal Inc. Beauty. Um, and my door is pretty much always open. I love to make new friends. I love to have conversations. If you have a question about semi-permanent makeup, I'm happy to help. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much an open door and always, always have room for new friends. You can always come sit with me basically. Good. I love that. I love that. Well, I have enjoyed it immensely. All your information will be tagged in the show notes and I will be sure to tag you on all the Instagram posts. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. Have a great day, okay? You too. I will talk to you later. 
Thanks for tuning in today for this episode. I'm sure you enjoyed it just as much as I did. Crystal is a wealth of information. And as I mentioned at the end of the interview, all of her information will be linked at the end of the podcast notes. So just scroll down to the bottom and you'll be able to click on a link. Let's connect over on Instagram and you can connect with Crystal as well. Do me a favor, take a quick second if you would, hop over to Apple Podcasts or iTunes and rate and review the Mama Knows Beauty Biz podcast for me. It surely helps it grow. Have a great week or weekend. And as always, I wish you the best day. See you soon.